Welcome everyone to the Creepy Peepy Podcast. Today we are talking about Rosemary's Baby. I'm going to be your host today, Chase. Victoria. Shay. Mason. And John. <laughs> well, welcome. So we've got a great film to talk about today. Lots to talk about. Um, very iconic film here. Um, let's see. So I'm, I've definitely, this has probably been at least my fourth or fifth time seeing this this movie. Um, John and Jason, I'm sure y'all have seen this quite a few times, too. Um, and uh, the, I, I must say, no, I hadn't seen this in probably 20 years. So. Oh, cool. I, the, the last time I saw this was probably 20 years ago, really? too. Yeah. Okay, well, then my first question so. is to both of you guys, then. How did y'all feel about it? Did it hold up to you? Did you have any nuance that you, you want to talk about? Did, was it crap? <laughs> did it not hold up? Um, it was better than I thought it was the first time I saw it. The first time I saw it, I was younger, and I thought it was a little slow and overly long. Yeah, it's definitely a... I really got into it more, and I was like, I was trying to look for places where they could have cut to make it shorter, to make it flow better, but it really just, it's perfect the way it is, as far as the way it flows. Nice. No, I was... He doesn't do it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, like, I I felt the same way. I I remember watching it when I was younger. Um, like, I thought it was kind of like too long, and um, I didn't feel that way watching it again. Well, like, I was kind of glad you made me watch it again, Chase. I made you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I forced you. Like I always liked it, but uh, again, I felt like it was. There was something about it that was too long, but... Absolutely. Uh, watching it this time, I don't know. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I would not have liked this if I watched this as a teenager or 20 years ago. Which What do y'all think seems... changed for y'all? Like, yeah. I like, just, I got older. You yeah. appreciate the slow burn better yeah. and, like, how okay. well it was weaved. The slow burn. Okay, so our two noobs here that... Well, not you're not noobs in horror, but no, noobs no. to this film. This What'd y'all think? This was the first time I saw it. Me and, too, yeah. Yeah. So, so let's hear y'all's thoughts now. Oh my god, I loved it. I I don't know, I just loved it so much. The the slow burn was yes. great. The all the crazy ass old people. Yeah. Like the visuals and how they like communicate the story. It's really um, it's really efficient. But yeah, it is it is really slow and it's really subtle too. So like. Yeah, I don't think I would have liked this if I saw it as a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it would have... I think I would have gotten bored with how subtle it was because I wouldn't have been able to, like, read it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get that. So it, it was, like, a really... It was a really smart movie. Like, mm -hmm. and I've been watching some kind of bad stuff the past <laughs> few days, and so this was, like... Kind of cleansed your palate. Really refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, like... It's like when you eat some healthy food when you've been eating junk for like a few days, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, What's that feel like? It's a shock sometimes. Yeah, I really liked. I don't know. I I love the ambiance that they kind of instilled, like from from the beginning. Whenever um, a guy and Rosemary are, you know, touring this this creepy old apartment, um, and there's just like beautiful piano music like playing in the background at all times yeah. like everywhere you go and it's not like it doesn't really seem like that's like the the music that it's set to like it's in the scene you know what i mean like it's 
like somebody's got a record player going or something with like this really elegant piano yeah. music and they're just walking yeah, around ambiance and stuff yeah. It, yeah it really felt a lot like like they captured a lot of things about living in an apartment mm-hmm. like in here and your neighbors and stuff yeah um, living so close. Yeah, here in thing like we we live in an apartment complex where there are there are a lot of people from like different parts of the world mm-hmm. all living here. We and we live in Texas for people who who don't know listening to this like and it's if you're not Christian here, like even if you're Catholic here, it's hard to practice your shit in the open. So there's like You'll overhear weird, not not weird. Sorry, that's like a bad <laughs> way to put that. Um, you hear just. Well, I don't think weird is bad. I don't either, but but I don't want to say like yeah. a re- their religion Offense is weird, you know, because it's not. It's just their religion. Mm-hmm. They're just having to practice it in their in their living rooms. But sometimes it's alarming to like walk by that if you like. We're. I don't know. We can get into that later. Like I some of some of there were some things about the movie I didn't really like about. Let's dig into that right now. Why not? Let's let's get yes, into it. Uh, yeah. So, the way it portrayed paganism, you know that there Rosemary's Baby is not like the most guilty of portraying paganism versus Christianity, like you know the the satanic panic stuff. Like it's not yeah. it's not like the biggest perpetrator, but it it did. It, this time it did bother me. This this one, this movie bothered me. I'm not. There's some movies where it doesn't, and some movies where it does. And because you're you're basically saying like it's kind of demonizing paganism in a way, where it, yeah, it's like, worth sewing in tropes of paganism into sat- yeah. Satanism, which is totally different things. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's one thing where where it's satanism and paganism are two very different yeah and then the the, they conflated uh being a witch with being a devil devil yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. which is not the same not the same thing right you know in the eyes of the catholic church yeah 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 and and it's still made for a really creepy story yeah no and it's not conspiracy aren't bad pagans and witches and stuff like they're i get what you're saying they're you know, in my experience, I've known a lot of pagans and a lot of witches, and they range from very neutral to, like, really good people. Like, I haven't met any bad ones, but I've also met a lot of, like, gaslighting, mm-hmm. toxic communities before, yep. and a lot of them were churches and Christians. Yeah. And, you know, that's just my experience. Yeah. But I it, it it feels like punching down to me whenever you have a the pagan slash Satanist bad guy, you know. And this one I feel like the real bad guy was patriarchy. Yes, yeah. definitely. I don't know. That's that was gonna be the next thing I wanted to talk about. That felt like it felt like more that's who they're pointing the fingers at. I don't know. That was that was kind of my read about it. But yeah, yeah, I like that. So it didn't. And even her husband's name was Guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is like she. Everyone's like he's a guy. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get into that. So they basically treat her as an object the whole entire time. And I know, like, like obviously women are objectified even today, and that really sucks, and that's wrong. 
And in the 60s or 68, whenever this is supposed to take place, or 66, 67. Yeah, it takes place in 65, 66. All right, yeah, year one. You're one. <laughs> um, and so, like, obviously, sexism's a big deal. But, man, like, every single person, like, literally every single person is constantly telling her what to do. Don't read this book. There were two you men silly that woman. yelled at her. For, for, there were two different men yelled at her in this movie for reading a book. For yeah. reading a fucking for book. For reading a book. And the second yeah, the, one even pulled The doctor, out. that was his big thing, is like, don't You're read. You're reading a book? Don't read. Yeah, yeah. don't read. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to your friends. About their pregnancy. Yeah, don't talk to your friends. Yeah. Well, and they so. Don't have shit. And so here's the kind of weird thing that it's like flipped, okay, at this point, because these are, this is the coven of the witches and the conspiracy. And they're like, you're a woman, you're not supposed to read books. Because back in, you know, the Salem witch trial days, it's like if you, if it was a woman who knew how to read and write, like you would literally be labeled a witch. Mm-hmm. Oh. And in this, in this instance, it's the witches like doing the suppressing. <laughs> Yeah, no, but see, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, I'm tying like, back into yeah. Like, with the with the paganism, it's almost like like see, this is kind of why I don't I don't want to blame this on this movie. It just it's a sore subject that I kind of have with all movies, and this movie just brushed up against it a little yeah. bit, right? So like I don't like I'm talking about it now. I don't want to to get it out of the way. I want to divide. Rosemary's Baby for my feelings about this because I've watched you. a I've actually watched a lot of movies lately that are similar to this and yeah that might be like well like, can can yeah. I also just say in relation to things brought up in the movie I didn't have time to like fully reread this book but mm-hmm. uh, I do have the book and uh, like I read it probably about 20 years ago and so i was like i kind of like skimmed through it and reread like a, a big portion of it today and from what i remember and from what i've re- reread like this uh movie was like one of the most faithful adaptations of a book i've ever seen wow like uh that's cool like large parts like, just the dialogue, even, word yeah. for word, was wow. from the book. Dang, that, that's and, um, like, uh, even... This is such a good visual. Like, movie, just, though. like, little yeah. things, like, little things, like, uh, you know, the doctor, Dr. Hill, that she went to before the, uh, what was the uh, Dr. So- a- Abe Saperstein? Saperstein, yeah. Which reminded me of Abe Sapien. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like, there, when she went back to see him in the book, he had, like, a little mustache that was, like, kind of blonde that was oh, really? grown out. And, like, they did that in the movie. Oh, like uh, when she went back, it was like just a weird deal. Because even in the book, they mentioned there was like a faint mustache that was hard to notice. And like there was no reason that they had to put it in the movie other than just like they're trying to be like so true to every detail. But they did. Yeah. 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 That's that's strange. Sometimes a lot of the times when you have that. you know, in comic books, there's some there's some movies where they try to do like a shot for shot remake where they're they're taking panels and they're trying to turn it into a moving scene, but a lot of the times those are like horrible, like they they kind of fell at that totally because it it doesn't totally translate 
And there's a lot of books that are like that too. Like you have to kind of, you have to kind of change things a little bit, you know, like the, the more successful adaptations in my mind are like the ones where they change just a little or something, but I don't know. This one, this movie seemed really good. So I don't know. I don't know if nobody has any thoughts about that. I was just no. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Kind of interesting. Well, like I said, yeah, I haven't. I mean, I haven't read the book, but I I was just very impressed with the transitions and the depth and the clues and and the the small just just the small details and stuff of the movie, especially for a '68 film. Like the shooting was very fluid. The mm-hmm. the just the film itself is like really fluid, especially for that age. You know, for for you know '67 whenever this came out or '68. Yeah, it almost feels like the quality of it almost feels like so almost like a newer movie in that sense of it. Just, just by like the quality of the filming and stuff, not necessarily by the by like the writing and the acting and stuff. Yeah, because newer is definitely not always better. There were some things about this, like uh, I watched Midsommar recently, and there were a lot of there were a lot of things about the story that were like similar to me. You know, like they're both about pagan movies, and then there's both of them. There's a there's a bad like hetero relationship. At, like, the forefront of it. And, like, the girls, the sacrifice. In some ways, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the young woman is the sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being invaded by dogs. Yeah. Her- Herbie's wanting to yeah. speak his piece. I wanted to bring up what you said about the how they shot it. It was very seamless and stuff, but the feel of it was very high class. Yeah. And they they did that with the size of the apartment, the mm-hmm. people that were living there. Their the all their style, like the 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 fashion in this movie was It was hoity toity. Yes, but it was beautiful. It was mm. really lavish, everything was, but that also was felt it like the way they filmed it, the actors that they casted, the like Well the the apartment itself Polanski said he meant for that to be a character. Mm. And um, the building it was filmed in uh, was called the the Dakotas. And it was um, one of the first high-class buildings in New York. And the reason they called it the Dakotas was because it was so far away from downtown. It might as well be the Dakotas. Uh. <laughs> but... Um, Polanski got permission to film outside, like, exterior shots and stuff. Mm-hmm. So all of those are, like, shots of the building. But they wouldn't let him film any of the apartments. So uh, one of the people involved in the film, and I forget exactly who it was or how they were involved, but, like, had an apartment there. And so they uh, recreated their apartment as a, like, Hollywood set. But, like, did it... Like, they did it so seamlessly that it, like... It worked. It it felt like it was a real apartment in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would not have known that. I I feel like they just shot on a scene. That's pretty cool. Also, speaking of characters, there were a lot of almost, like, Coen Brothers-level shit going on with some of those characters. Yeah. Yeah. The old woman... The way she pulls the knife out of the floor. <laughs> yeah. At the, at the and rubs it. It's played by Ruth Gordon. Have any of you guys ever seen Harold and Maude? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> A great, great movie. She's one of the co-stars in it. Oh, was she Maude? Yeah, she was Maude. Oh. 
I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. She was great in this. Movie. Oh, yeah, fucking she was awesome. awesome. She was in. I think all the performances in this mm-hmm. movie yeah. were great. Uh, Definitely. Mia Farrow yeah. and uh, John Cassavetes. Oh, yeah, John Cassavetes. Which one was he? Wait, yeah, who's that? He's a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, dude, did you see how a lot of the times his scenes, especially in the beginning, he wouldn't face the camera? Yeah. Like, he would do oh. this thing where he would, like, he would, he would come in and he would turn his shoulder where where you just didn't even see his face at all. It was just his head. And you would see her reaction to him, you know? So you could see, like, in the beginning especially, they were kind of... The only way you could really see him was through her eyes, right? Like, through her reaction to him, you know? Okay. I don't know. Does yeah, that make yeah. sense what I'm saying? I feel like I'm saying it confusing. But he was, like, so charming, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I spent, like, at the beginning, the dialogue in the movie is, like, straight from the book. Uh, uh-huh. Like, in the, the little jokes, yeah. when the the guy's showing them uh, the apartment, and uh, he she says he's mostly been in commercials. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's where the money is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, what does he say? Like, uh, the, I saw some of the, you know, the artistic value. You know? Yeah, it all yeah. like, has that artistic value. He makes some like, crap. Like, that's, like, straight from the book. And, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, he kind of reminded me of a much more, like, um, like a confident and put together version of, like, Norman Bates a little bit. I was thinking, Just a little bit. I, I was think, thinking American Psycho. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot with him. His look and demeanor and stuff, it just really reminded me of uh, Anthony Perkins. You mean the uh, John Cassavetes or the guy showing the apartment? Uh, John Cassavetti. Yeah. Yeah. And John you know, like, Cassavetes is a, is a legendary uh, actor, writer, producer, director. Dang. He did some great, he did Drake in some great, great movies. You should seek him out. And he uh, died way too young. Like, he was, like, 59, and he had been struggling with a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. It was, his death was very tragic. Oh, that sucks. I just, I really like, too, um, Rosemary's character, like, how Mia Farrow, like, she just, she acts, like, very sheltered and sort of, like, just, just girly bubbly, you know, and like how she walks and stuff. It's like, it reminds me of like just a little girl, like a child, yeah. you know, and like, and everybody's telling her what to do, when to do it, how to do That's it, all this stuff. That's interesting because they, after she starts getting all, I guess, sullen after she gets pregnant, mm-hmm. they cut her hair like a boy. Yeah. yeah. She looks almost like a little kid. Yeah. I know they probably did that to make her features more uh, pronounced. Yeah. Stuff. She looked like yeah, she was on death's door. Yeah. I was I was wondering if uh, maybe like subconsciously she was like kind of trying to look a, like present a little masculine because like or maybe maybe she, that's a good point. You get what I'm saying? Like she's yeah, being dressed by to be men. More assertive. Yeah. Yeah. Manly. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and where I was getting with this, I appreciate that input because that leads me right into this. At the end of the movie, whenever she gets that fucking knife. Mm-hmm. And she goes and hides, and she gets through the door and, like, goes and confronts them. She is walking with purpose. She's got yeah. that knife ready yeah. to go. She's flexed. She's not walking like a child. Her strides are very calculated, and, like, each step has power. Like, she's gaining mm-hmm. more and more power. Yeah. And that was just kind of her 
you know, transition from the beginning whenever she's like, look what I did. And she put the ugly wallpaper on the, the pretty wooden <laughs> shelf yeah. things and stuff, you know. She just, like, looked like a kid, like, look what I did, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then at the end, it's like, nope, no more. I'm in charge of my life. Yeah, they fucked around so bad. Yeah. And they still... There, sorry, go sorry. ahead. You go ahead. I was thinking, is there a single scene in the movie she's not in? Oh. I don't think so. And I was just thinking, it seems like every scene is like something coming in and she's reacting to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> wow. Yeah, they never show I think you're right. And that's kind of where the horror comes from, right? Even when they're... Uh, when she's locked herself in the apartment... And they're coming through the back way. There's a, you see them, you don't see them coming through. You see her oh, panicking. Yeah. And in the background, you, do you know what the I'm shadows yeah. through the keyhole? Yeah. I thought, I thought that was fun. And it I wasn't that was even, cool. it wasn't even her husband. It was like two of the random guys yeah. too, I think, which was even scarier yeah. because it's like, you don't automatically recognize those two guys. Yeah. Like, well, who the fuck are they? Yeah. I Ira Levin, who wrote the all book, them, uh, all of them. What he he said that um, the scariest thing was what leads up to the horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's once intense. once you see the horror, it's over. Right. And that's you know kind of what they. I mean, that's, that's what basically what the whole movie was. Yeah, they, they did such a good job holding the tension through that slow yeah. burn. But it was very true to the book. That's that's really cool. The the one thing that uh, that I noticed uh, again, just doing a quick reread of the book, was like at the end, um, it was like all very much the same, but there was like uh, a little bit at the end in the book that was not at the movie in the movie Mm -hmm. like in the movie it just kind of cut off where she's like looking at the baby Mm -hmm. but um there's a little part at the end in the book where um they i forget his name uh the guy not guy the main witch castavets yeah yeah but he's like saying like his name's adrian and Rosemary's like, he's not Adrian. He's, I think she says Andrew, Andrew John. Because she's, oh, like, yeah, talking to him the whole time. Well, it's not in the movie. Oh, right, okay. right. It's in the book. She's like, no, he's Andrew John. Oh, that's, and, I like uh, that. Because that, that kind of, like, solidifies how she's, like, not well, fucking around anymore. She's not getting pushed around. Like, he starts to, like, argue with her. But then all the other pe- all the other witches in the coven are like all hail Andrew and they like start chanting that. What? That's they were It's kinda cool actually. <laughs> who who was the book written they were by? With the mother. Ira Levin is his name. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I kinda I like that a little bit better actually. I know, that would have been cool if that happened yeah. <laughs> in the movie. I don't know. How do y'all feel about the ending? So, yeah, that's that's kind of like the whole point because, you know, we're watching a two-hour movie, Slow Burn, leading up to this, and this is yeah. what we get. What's the payoff? Yeah, so the ending's a little more important, maybe. Yeah. In this. Not that it, I mean, maybe it's always important. Yeah. But. So I, I would like to think that her and Guy are done because she's spitting his face, yeah, and like hopefully that. there's no, like, going back down that route and stuff. And he's like, 
I just sold you this one time. We can go get our life together now. I, I promise I won't have Satan rape you anymore mm-hmm. after I yeah, roofie yeah. you. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I would like to... Th- I, I mean, I don't know what I'd like to think. I don't know. She raises the nice demon boy to not end the world or not in, like, a cast... I don't know. <laughs> well, there's a sequel. That's what I was going to say. Ooh, there is a sequel. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it, Jason? No, I, 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 there's a sequel. There's a couple of pseudo sequels, and mm. I think there's a sequel to the actual book that the guy wrote. But I haven't read any of it, so. From what from what I've heard, it's all like rubbish. Like okay, I would imagine so. Kind of like the like, Exorcist too. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, just so. Like, Exorcist three. Yeah, yeah. Exorcist three is. Yeah. Pretty fucking that good. that I, might I be my favorite one. one. I was just about Ooh, to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jason, you have got the reins now. Where are we taking this this wagon now? Well, you know where I'm taking it. You've all been you there. You know where we're taking it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but our audience doesn't know. No, they don't. We're going to Boston, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to, we're going to do pieces. Pieces.